Hey everybody, welcome to the Grubcast. Uh, today we are at a place called Plan 9 in Escondido, California, talking to Chef Chris Stone about uh, the goings-on here at Plan 9. So, uh, Chris, thank you very much for doing the show today. Um, yeah, no problem, thanks. You know, I, I think we met at the uh, Restaurant Depot a while back. Is that, is that, does that sound familiar? I, I think it was Northgate <laughs> Market, actually. I was going okay. in for some fresh tortillas and okay. uh Okay, you know, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm always looking for some I you know, I used to come into this place and um <clears throat> this is what this would happen. I don't know, I don't remember when it was. How long do you think ago was that was that steak? That steak that um, I was talking about. That was about? possibly 4 years ago. Okay. So uh, you've been open since when? Uh we're going to be uh, having our ninth anniversary coming up in a okay. couple here. So I think I came in here probably, I think it was five, six years ago. Okay. And this is, you know, Escondido has changed quite a bit. I mean, it's, it's, it's moving pretty fast now. Especially right downtown. Yeah. And you're right in the heart of, what is your address here? Uh, we're 155 East Grand Avenue. Okay. And uh, it's, you're like right in the heart of downtown Escondido. I'd say so. So um, how many, I mean, the places have, a lot of restaurants have come up lately here. I mean, so you have a bit more traffic. Um, but a while, but five, six years ago, you were like one of few, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And we still are the only brewery on Grand. Okay. And so that, that's what drew me in here. That's what happened. I remember coming in here. I remember loving the, the decor. Uh, it's very, you know, it's very, um, I don't know, it's urban with the concrete uh, counters and the, it's kind of, it's got a little warehouse feel to it, maybe a little, what, are they, what is that? The, no, what is that called? That style. I'd call it like industrial. I'd call it like industrial chic, I guess, is what like the modern like brewery thing started looking like. Okay. Concrete floors, um, roll up doors, kind of like a garage feel. Um, a lot of breweries had to open yeah. up in garage industrial yeah. spaces. Right. So it just kind of naturally happened that way where we were right in the middle of it. So okay. we didn't really do it intentionally. It just kind of, it's what we had. So it's what we did with what we got. And then we filled in from there. And so let me introduce you. Now, yeah. Chris, what's your last name? My last name is Riley. Okay. And you are here. You're the brewmaster? Is yeah. That... Um, my official title would be the head alchemist because okay. I uh, work you, on a lot you of work things. Like magic? And I turn base things into gold things. Okay. So. Good. Well, awesome. That's <laughs> the way it's supposed to do. Okay. So um, can you want to give a little history about Plan 9 and how it all came to pass and, and what, you know, you've been so here for nine years, I guess. Is I that... guess we can start with... The name, a lot of people are concerned with what does Plan 9 mean? And it kind of started off with an old B movie called Plan 9 from Outer Space. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in the late 70s, uh, it was dubbed the worst movie of all time. But one of those things, it was, it was so bad, it was good. And, like um, a cult classic. Cult classic mm-hmm. vibe. And that's kind of how we've been building things is we take what we got and we do the best we can. Okay. And... The good thing is, it's all been good for the most part, but if it's not, we kind of scratch it. Well, and this beer I'm having, what am I having here? That's Modern Love. Okay, and you know what, I'll be honest with you, after I taste it, is I'm hard on beer. Okay, see, I'm a fat guy. So uh, fat guys stay away from uh, car- anything carby. So, uh, but I, I do love a Corona. I, lo- I like certain beers, like Stone Delicious. Um, and when I tasted this, I was immediately in love. So uh, I, I didn't. That. Yeah. And the thing about it is I didn't ask for this. Chris gave it to me. And so, you know, I said anything, anything. Uh, but this is right up my alley. And this is called again. It's called Modern Love. So it, that is a classic Czech style Pilsner. Okay. That we then 
dry hop with mosaic hops. I wish I knew what that meant, but <laughs> you do. And people listening will know. Um, but uh, what would you compare it to? I mean, it's like, a, what would you, what kind of? Um, uh, almost nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a little hard to describe because um, there's some really old school beers like Pilsner Urikel. Okay, I've had P- Pilsner Urikel. famous Gale. beers. That, yeah. That's what the base beer that we did. Okay. But then there's a new school hop called Mosaic. It's going to be a lot more fruity, a lot more um, dank in flavor. Um, I added hops to that at the end, which gave it a whole new vibe. And um, you could call it a hoppy lager. You could call it, some people, it's kind of like a session IPA where it's a little bit lighter, but it's still hop forward. But at the end of the day, it's a modern twist on an old love. Okay. So we use that David Bowie song, Modern Love. And well, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Thank you. Uh, is this being sold out in the stores or is it available? Somebody came with their, uh, what is that called? The bottle, the growler. growler. Yeah. Yeah. If they brought that in here, could they get that from you? Absolutely. They could come, they could bring in a growler. We also uh, can it in house for here. Okay. But we are not selling in stores. This is the one and only place that you can come and get this oh, beer. Oh, okay. Makes you really want to come in and start exclusive. Trying this beer. Ah, Very exclusive. Okay. <laughs> you want to Very tell them what fun. else we do with the beer? Absolutely. The Rattler. Oh. The, I'm sorry, what? <clears throat> so this what? is really cool. Mm hmm. In German festivals, when you're walking around in the summertime or the late spring and it's hot and you're just, you know, need something to hydrate. Like, uh, es- like Escondido <clears throat> today, maybe? Absolutely. Uh, they oftentimes drink something called a Radler, which is a, a blend of sparkling lemonade, fresh pressed, and uh, a Pilsner or a lager. Okay. And this creates a really refreshing, um, low ABV way to have a good time at the festivals, continuously drink and hydrate yeah. whilst still like having a good time. So we do the same thing here. I have a uh, cold-pressed basil lemonade that we blend with the Modern Love, and it creates this amazing Rattler that you'll not have anything like it. You can buy <laughs> Rattlers in cans in stores. It's not going to be anything like this. They okay. don't put as much hop into their... Um, lagers or pilsners, yeah. and uh, the basil that we steep into the simple syrup yeah. to create this cold pressed lemonade yeah. with brown sugar is absolutely fantastic. You know what? I uh, hate to say it. Could I have a little of that lemonade? Absolutely. You, I, I can mix it with this. Oh, is it out? Oh. That's all right. That's what I said. Yeah. I'll have to come back. It's I'll have to come back. Sold out. <laughs> okay. So uh, that, that's really awesome. It, it is a, a delicious, though. Um, and I'm not, a, I mean, like I said, I like Stone Delicious. That is about the peak of where I go. Everything gets a little too bitter sometimes for me, absolutely. a little too heavy. This is like um, this is something I could drink very easily every day. It's, it, it's perfect, got uh, it's it's very refreshing. Yeah. I do like it's it. It's gonna float about it floats at about five and a half percent ABV, and it's um, in brewers' terms, it's attenuated really far, which basically means there's less residual sugars in the beer, so there's okay. naturally less calories in it. Really, so this is gonna be a lower calorie, five and a half percent. Full of flavor, and it's just a summer crusher. Do you, I mean, do you have any idea what this? I mean, as far as because I'm a fat guy, I mentioned that, right? I, um, um, my guess is, a 16 ounce pour like you got is going to be right around 270 calories. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. Can, not so bad at all for full flavor. Yeah, I could have three or four of those. That's easily. my first. That's my initial guess. I have okay. those numbers, but. Okay, and you do a, 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 a bride, uh, sorry, a broad selection of different kinds of beers. Is that correct? Yeah. What um, do you want to mention? Some other ones that you do. Yeah, so we try here, we try to brew beers that we want to drink. Yeah. Um, and that involves a wide variety of beers that we want to drink. Sure. So, um, 
I kind of lean towards the mentality of doing it as traditional as I possibly can. Okay. So I brew with um, traditional techniques and traditional ingredients as best as I can. Yeah. But I'm not opposed to messing around with some weird stuff, too. So okay. one of our freshest beers we have right now is called Strawberry to Live. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm going to have another sip of this. No, do it. I'll join you. <laughs> Cheers. So Strawberry to Live is a sour ale that we then throw a bunch of cold-pressed rhubarb juice, strawberry, vanilla, a pinch of salt, and in the mash, we put um, our baker baked me off about 60 pounds of pie crust that I put in the beer as well. So that beer is strawberry, rhubarb, vanilla, and pie crust. And it turns out to be this dry, dry, bright, sour strawberry rhubarb pie vibe wow it's really cool wow okay dude i'm gonna have to try that one too it's definitely (laughs) not overly sweet either you drink this thing and you're like man you know it quenches your thirst it's it's not a dessert drink yeah i I, sour i can't do that uh, for me when after about if i drink something like a guinness or something it's 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 on my palate and it's just it's just nothing penetrates that that film so about the third or fourth sip i'm just done no, nah, this this will never do that to you. This will yeah. leave you in a, in a good. That's cool. That's cool. So um, you have obviously many different styles. Are they available only here, as of now? Um, yes and no. So we sell ninety eight percent of our beer in house. Okay. Um, you'll see us out at beer fests. You can find us in different spots there too. Okay. Um, we're going to be doing beer X on August twentieth. So there's a little plug ninety one X beer X. Okay. Um, and where is that? Where is that? Um, that's down. I think at the Embarcadero. Okay. I think it's going to be or Waterfront Park. Some, I forget exactly where it is. Sure. It's down um, by. It's I think it's Waterfront Park. It's beer X through ninety one X. Okay. That'll be cool. We'll be there. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, you, where you oh, can just, get our beer. So yeah. um, we do have good relationships with a few different other spots throughout the county. Okay. And when I do have extra beer, I'll sell it to them as like a fun little thing. So okay. a friend of ours is a bar manager at Pizza Port Salon and Beach. Okay, yeah. Um, we'll have it there. And then there's also, what was the name of it? Side Yard? Yeah, our friend Jake over at Side Yard in Hidden Meadows also carries our beer from time to time as well as all of our... Um, house-made hot sauces, which we'll get into. No way. Soon. Okay. Do you have those? Do you have those here? I absolutely do. Let me go grab a. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh, tell us more. Tell us more about this event and, and the uh, when is it? Next month, you said July. Yeah, it's okay. a big ninety-one X thing. It's beer X. There's going to be a lot of bands. There's going to be about a hundred different breweries. Okay. That's on August twentieth. I think they're selling tickets now. I don't know if it's sold out yet. Um, okay. But we try to get out to the different beer fests. We do about five or six a year, just okay. um, to reach out and market in different areas of the county because like i said we're up here in north county and it's not always the easiest to get to so yeah we're trying to get our feelers out to other spots are you going to be um out there with a big big display with a um yeah we'll have a big tent we'll have our name and our beers we'll be pouring something fresh we haven't decided what we're going to bring with us because we still got about two months to go okay it gives me plenty of time to brew something cool for the event so just specifically for the event um no i'll but, brew yeah. something with that in mind okay but okay. we'll sell most of it here it'll gotcha. um we usually try to bring a balance of like a really cool fresh lager like i like to do here yeah something um, like this or yeah, yeah, something just like that. Uh, maybe a specialty beer that we're working on, and I always end up bringing an IPA because people love them. Um, our, uh, we have two main ones. We have our hazy IPA, Astro Zombies. 
That one is easily our one of our top sellers. Okay. And then we have Positive Mental Radness, which is a West Coast IPA, which is just killer. Uh, well, so just as a point of reference, because, again, I, I haven't had all the IPAs. Um, I've had a few, and most of them, to me, a little maybe a little too peaty. A little yeah. Too, so uh, the, I settled on, on Stone, delicious. I've tried their other ones. I mean, for me, the, what makes that beer so uh, special okay. is that it, it, like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't build up that bitter flavor on your tongue. So you can, I can drink one or two of them. Absolutely. And it's refreshing at the finish yeah. uh, rather than just all malty or whatever the, that, that flavor is. So um, how would, it, it, by comparison, the, those IPAs that you have, how would you compare them? I mean, if you were to. Just so I so could. actually, I've made a lot of delicious in my life. I used to work for Stone Brewing Company, okay. and okay. I was making that beer a lot. Really? Um, it was one of my favorites. Um, it has grown away from one of my favorites just because the hops that are in it don't always translate from year to year. So I could go into crops yeah, and kind of go like a wine nerd would with the Terra. And the, well, let's the, hear a bit of it because someone's <laughs> going to want to hear this. All right. So <clears throat> hops are a perennial so they're gonna every or an annual right that's yeah, what it annual. is yeah annual um so they grow once a year and every crop can be a little bit different okay. and one of the things big breweries do is they go up to yakima valley in central washington okay. and they do what's called a hop rubbing where they smell and kind of get their hands dirty and rub the oils out of the hops and smell yeah. them and try and pick the hops that they want to use for the next year or longer's worth of brew um, but because of that, certain aspects of certain hops can change from year to year. Sure. The main hops in Delicious can provide flavors like lemon drop candy or um, like... It's like a strain. Yeah, just yeah. like that. Or like a candied lemonade, those things. But it can also <laughs> produce like, um, like star anise or black licorice, okay. those kinds of vibes too. Yeah. Um, I feel like the last couple times I had Stone Delicious, there was m less... Candy lemon, more star anise. I still liked it. Sure. It just wasn't my vibe. So it just, um, it just that subtle difference in the yeah, hops changed it quite a bit. It definitely can because there's a lot of hops in it. Do and same thing with our positive mental radness. There's like five different hops in there, and it balances out that way, and it's pretty smooth and delicious. I'm going to go grab you a splash. Well, yeah, but one more question. Uh, yeah, well, course. a couple, actually. A couple more, actually. No, I got kind you. Of what you're saying. Um, so what I look for, the reason why I do this show is very much what you said. Um, I used to make kombucha myself, tried. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, the carbonation <laughs> for me was never good enough. Um, we have to carb ours here. We make kombucha here on top as well. Okay. We, ha we have to add carbonation to it a little okay. bit to create that effervescence. That and are you selling those only here or is it? Uh, we sell them on tap and okay. uh, we do sell it only here. Okay, and I, I'm a big fan. So, but anything that you can make by cheese, uh, doing I used to make my own bread, uh, doing beer, uh, not beer, uh, doing kombucha. I love the, the chemistry behind it. Yeah. And the thing, the reason why I do this show, uh, the reason why I started doing Grub Enthusiast, was because um, I went to I went to culinary school. I've been cooking my whole life, and I worked as a chef. And I and I just. I feel like that's a very unappreciated business. Oh. So, uh, yeah, okay. Your, your fermentation is a, is a huge part that people don't understand. Well, it's and a it's a chemistry. It's a, it's a talent. It's an yeah. art. A lot of these hot sauces here on the yeah. side are actually fermented hot sauces. And those are you there? Is that, yeah. is that okay? So we'll get to those in a minute. We have a lot to talk about. But so so what I what I what the reason why I did this show was because of the fact that I really wanted to find the art in the food. 
and I know that it's there. And it doesn't have to be in a, a five-star restaurant. It can be on the street in you know, Thailand or Vietnam. Yeah, you, can get, you can get it Sometimes in Sometimes por- you find the best stuff there. Oftentimes you do because those people have to make something different because everyone's making something similar. So, um, but that's what, I mean, that's why I travel for food because the... There's not one pasta. There's not one lasagna. There's not. If you go to different regions of Italy, there's going to have different flavors and every you know regionally because they have fish available here, or there's an herb that grows local here. So um, when you talk about sourcing out your hops and knowing the the subtle differences between them, and uh, paying attention to that level of stuff, that to me is the artistry of it. Uh, it's it's you know you're you're going to create a flavor in this beer that may not be available because you you chose the hops that you chose you chose the the technique or you chose whatever additive you added to create the the subtle nuance of the of whatever yeah. you're making so to That's me why I do what I do <laughs> so I applaud you for it because that is exactly why I do this show very cool a lot of places uh, seem to be doing everything in mass they're just they're just pumping it out um, I'm a I'm a, I'm half Mexican half Indian. Uh, Native American, and uh, people always talk about tacos because San Diego has full of tacos, and you can find a, you can throw a rock and find a taco. So uh, the problem for me though is that because I've had a lot of tacos, when you um, when you say okay, this is the best one, uh, uh, really, how how is that the best one? You know, <laughs> because because you're buying the meat from everywhere everybody else is buying, you're uh, doing the same thing everybody else is doing. So how does it stand out? And that's what like just recently I got, I got vindicated. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, the boxer, he uh, apparently has a, his brother has a chain of taco places in, in Mexico. And he, in an article that nobody wanted to read, uh, it said they have no good tacos in, in San Diego. And that was Canelo, Canelo said that. And, uh, wow. Exactly. <laughs> but the thing, but I had been seeing this because I come from LA and I, I think I know some, I've, I've been, it, well, we'll find out. We'll find out. You have, you have a chance to prove that. But I, what I'm saying, though, is that uh, it was, for me, a vindication because this, this person who is you know, widely known uh, came out and said something that I believe. I have a hard time finding what I would say, oh, this is so unique and delicious. I did find some places. Uh, they make, you know, they're, sometimes they're in Tula Vista, they're, even they're high-end restaurants. But um, a lot of things, like if you go to these Gilberto, Roberto, Albertos, they're, yeah. all, they're all doing the same stuff. And... Uh, it, ah, so this you your your craftsmanship of the beer is why I do this show. So that I you know I, I really find Thank that you. that's great. I really appreciate that. And I don't want to hear about this because uh, whatever you're doing there that looked delicious. Um, but I want to hear the origin of it. And I love the origin story. Um, I don't, I don't like to hear somebody. Well, you know, listen, I I needed to, uh, I opened up a bar and I need to make some beers and we need to pump them out. That's not that's not the vibe I'm about. So. Um, so ha- tell me, tell us about this, your sauce collection over here. <laughs> so right after COVID had started, we needed to figure out other ways to build this restaurant into a place where people could come and, and, and partake of our arts without staying inside. So we started figuring out ways to make snacks and sauces. We started bottling everything that we made here as far as the sauces we used on our food, even though we were just doing to-go um, food. So a friend of ours um, named Chili came in with a handful of peppers and said, hey, man, I got these peppers. Yeah, shout out to Chili. Uh, Came in with a handful of peppers and said, hey, man, um, he's a hothead. He grows super hots. And he said, hey, here here you go. I got some stuff and I am I'm a sauce guy. That's what I do. I make I make um, 
ev- everything that I do with food yeah. has got to has got to have some sort of perfect sauce to go with it. Uh, to basically, sometimes I feel like food is just a transport device for for the a, sauce. For a good yeah, that's okay. right. Sauce so house. <laughs> that's right. So um, I made a sauce. I made okay. one sauce. I'm like, hey, I, I make a ton of sauces. I've never made a hot sauce. Yeah. So I um, roasted a, roasted up those peppers and uh, blended them up and took some artisan vinegars. Uh, I have a, a guy locally that makes uh, vinegars for Kismet Re- Refinery. Okay. He's a uh, small batch. Inesco right here? Inescondido, small batch, uh, Greg Enright, um, okay. Kismet Refinery. So blended some artisan vinegar, um, some roasted peppers, uh, touch of garlic i think that was in that first one called death sauce 2000 okay and uh, is that here it's not okay. <laughs> i discontinued I didn't know, I, yeah i didn't yeah. know it was and gonna go so well like yeah we sold out in a week wow. i didn't know it was okay. gonna go so well i didn't write down the recipe yeah I, oh wow really yeah i was yeah, like oh yeah, man stuff. <laughs> yeah so after that we <laughs> started looking online where can i find um really rad peppers yeah. so f- started finding some farms in the midwest that were uh growing super hot some really? very unique varieties such as brain strain or uh, butch tea or chilies have a strain too Uh, you probably get high off of those two if you have too much of it (laughs) absolutely there are countless amounts of unique peppers and i actually am growing 73 plants myself right now really in my garden yeah very unique strains such as uh adrenalina or black phantom or uh it sounds scary dude yeah the sin peach or uh yaki blue or pink tiger lots of different styles so Anyways, I fermented my next batch of peppers, and the fermentation went so well, and it created such a unique sauce that I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. Uh, That next sauce was called Flaming Yawn, and uh, play on words. But either way, yeah, either way, Mm. went super well. And then uh, since that day, I've I've probably made close to 75 or or so different combinations, different hot, hot sauces. Because there's so many different types of peppers. So right now, I believe we have 13 varieties on, and we've developed a core of sauces that I do have the recipes for, and we keep those going. And, um, and, this, and these are part of it. Absolutely. So, so you want to name them off? I mean, you wanna sure, sure, sure. And these are available only here? Uh, only here. Well, actually, that's another story. Okay. So well, tell, fr- it. tell the story. <laughs> Absolutely. Our friend over... <laughs> Our friend over at Side Yard, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, again, yeah. up in Hidden Meadows, started picking up our hot sauces because he really enjoyed it, and he had a restaurant that he was opening there. He wanted something unique, and he had another company's hot sauce in there, and I went in there, and I tried them. I'm like, you know, that, that's pretty cool. Let yeah. me show you something that I prefer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let, let, me, let me show he, you something He had a thumbs down. He was oh, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, bogus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought some stuff in. That was history. Um, he purchases uh, probably 60 sauces a month from us awesome. and uh, puts them out for free for the guests to eat their food with okay. there. And then we also go to festivals, the same beer festivals such as um, Beer X and uh, what, what was the other we one did, that we just did? We San did Diego both Beer San Festival. Diego beer fests. Yeah. We do, we do all the 91X Beer Fests. And you know what? I knew I should have bought three mics. I knew it. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> but. Uh, that's I'll let Chris finish the story. No, no, but you the hot sauce thing at a beer fest was pretty funny too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so our first beer fest that we went to during this COVID season was the San Diego Beer Festival, uh, I believe last year. And we went and I said, Hey, well, you know what? I'm gonna go with you, Chris, and I'm gonna bring these hot sauces because I'm sure there's gonna be some food trucks. Maybe yeah. we'll sell some. It'll be yeah. super cool. At least get the name out there. Sure. 
We sold out in 45 minutes and had to call the owner, and the owner of Plan 9 came down and brought down the rest of the hot sauces wow. that we had, and then we sold out again within an hour and a half. Awesome. Then I was out, and we had people arguing with us. So Maybe we shouldn't tell anybody about these. Yeah. Well, Never mind. You know, guys, you don't want to hear about these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> people were arguing over each other. Hey, I'll give you... Four more bucks for that bottle. It's the last bottle. Let me okay. get that, you know? And so I'll sit there and I'll do tastings and I'll have yeah. little spoons and people will stand around. They'll come for the beer, but they'll stay for the sauce. Sure. And our line ends up to be twice as long because people awesome. are there for two products and, they, and they're just filling up. People will come around the line and say, why is this line so long? And I'll give them a little spoon. I'll shut them up real quick. It's they'll get sauces. back in line. Yeah. And, and, and they'll end up wow. coming for some beer. They already paid for their ticket. They're getting the beer, but then they'll spend, spend uh, money on sauce. So and why don't you tell us a little about them? We want to want to yeah, yeah. pimp them out because we we can get them sold right now. Yeah, absolutely. Sure? So uh, this uh, sauce right here is called El Guapo. It's a fermented tomato, red onion, garlic, and Fresno chili sauce. Okay. Uh, fermented for about a week and a half, and I would say it's more on the medium low side. Um, very savory. Uh, you could probably compare it maybe to like a El Pato or some sort of other, okay. uh, you know, table sauce in a can or, okay. or a glass bottle. But the the flavor on this is is maximum. Wow. You're, you're gonna have a good time with that, especially the fermentation brings out uh, such more of a complex flavor with that. But more flavor than spice. Yes, on this one, yeah. it definitely is. Okay. You could dump that entire thing on a burrito. I'm gonna jump and, in real quick. Yeah, go for it. You said something that we sell on all of our hot sauces. We go flavor first, heat second on every single one. That's a good call. So even yeah. the low one that he's talking about, a WAPO is gonna be on our low end. Mm -hmm. Even all the way up to our hottest of hots, we go for flavor first, heat yeah. second. Cool. The heat's gonna kill you. Sure. But I mean. it's you still go, well, that was so good. I might want another Nah, it's too hot. Like that? Like, <laughs> nah, okay. I'll, I'll go for the next bite. Some of, the, some of these sauces are extremely hot, yeah. but you eat it and you're like, yeah, I want to do that again because the flavor is intense. And people just come and buy these things like crazy. Really? Like, it's, it's insane. You know what you should do? Why don't you have them in like a, uh, a sample pack or like a flight? Yeah, you know what I mean? we, we do little flights. I have these yeah. little sauce cups up there. Yeah. I will have people come up to the bar and sit up for a full flight, and I'll set them up Light for the up. whole show. I'll give them a train full. It's not even a flight well, at that well, point. Well, let's set this up right now. Let's just say, you know, if you come into Plan 9, uh, stop in for the eight-pack of chili bottles. <laughs> you can get a whole set, and I don't know what the price is, but you'll have to figure out what that is. But so tell us more. You have Scoville Slinger. Uh, uh, Scoville Slugger. Slugger, sorry. Yeah, the Scoville Slugger. It uh, looks like a little baseball bat. But either way, um, this is a roasted sauce that contains a um, high variety of peppers. Uh, yellow Scotch Bonnet, Tobago, Trinidad Scorpion, Yellow Ghost, White Ghost, Chocolate Bootla, which is a cross between a Dougla and a Ghost, uh, Chocolate Dougla, um, Seven Pop Primo, Brain Strain, Chocolate Reaper, Maruga Scorpion, Habanero and Wajillo with garlic, onion, and vinegar. And wow. that, it's a fantastic sauce. You say, how, how could so many peppers go into one thing and just taste rad? Sure. And the, those are all uh, Chinense-style peppers. And, um, Excuse me. No, no problem. Uh, those are all Chinense um, variety of peppers, which is uh, high on fruity heat. So the hottest peppers are Chinense. Open yeah, yeah, I got, I got more than, than just this. So how many, how many different varieties do you have now? I think 13. Uh, this next one is our top seller. It's called California Creeper. Okay. It's a way to exhibit the flavor of the Carolina Reaper without uh, taking you down. I'm going to smell hard. these. Absolutely, please. Um, so, yeah, the, the, um, 
California Creeper is a fermented Carolina Reaper sauce with a touch of ajo and red bell pepper and a little oregano. And it ferments for over a week and you get a fantastic flavor with that. Um, there's a reason why this is our top seller. The, the Creeper? Yeah, California the Creeper. The California Creeper? That's right. Uh, we even have t-shirts based off of our hot sauce nice. because they sell so well. Ooh, that one smells good. <clears throat> Jalapeno bit. <laughs> yeah. Which, which one do you like on eggs? I'd say, yeah. Oh, the, the Creeper? Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that's one. That's a go for eggs. Okay. But I also feel that El Wapo, if you're trying to go low heat, yeah. is also a fantastic breakfast sauce. But if you're going green, this the ooze is fantastic. Uh, Chris Riley's favorite sauce is probably the ooze because he can eat it on whatever he wants and he can keep going. He is it, is it, you ever tried that uh, that one from, can I see that one there? Yeah. Uh, you ever see that one uh, from, uh, was it Costa Rica? It's called uh, Lozano. No, I haven't that? seen that. You should check that out. It, it, it looks like very similar to this. I've never okay. tasted this, but yeah. Lozano, they use it on, they just drink it down. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, this mm. one's called Secret of the Ooze with a little Ninja mm. Turtle 2 vibe on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, feel like trying that. I, well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture into that in a moment. Give me. Yeah, yeah. No yeah I might eat another beer after that. So, okay. <laughs> so we got another one called Jalapeno Business, which is just a fermented jalapeno sauce. Cool. Um, very simple garlic and jalapeno in a two week ferment creates a very unique taste. I say it, it would be like if I was gonna make a green sriracha, that yeah. would be the jam. But the fermentation brings out a really almost um, a briny complex taste that you aren't going to get in a normal sauce that's like that or, yeah. or a copycat cat like that. You often get too sweet or just, you know, something right. all sugary, and sugar up front. What's the Scoville on those two green ones? Are those, are those high or low? So uh, I would say the jalapeno business is going to be a medium low, probably in the uh, El Wapo territory. Okay. Whilst the uh, secret of the ooze is going to be a straight medium. Any tomatillo like in, in any of those? No. Okay. You would be surprised while you eat this uh, secret of the ooze that there yeah. are no um, tomatillos in there. It's poblano habanero. So okay. you, you don't Sounds see delicious. any of the notes from the habanero in there as far as color goes. But uh, the flavor is tangy, and it, the, just the um, type of vinegar that I use, the artisan vinegar that I use in this one, gives it that tang that you might suggest it would be a tomatillo sauce, but it's not. So you're even uh, breaking it down to even the flavor of the vinegar. Absolutely. Okay. I, I probably have used 25 to 30 different vinegars in some of these sauces. Not all at wow. once, but sure. I, I really play around a lot. Um, I think that... The base of the liquid is almost just as important as the pepper that you're using yeah, because yeah. you're looking at the flavor of the pepper, you're looking at the yeah. flavor of the vinegar. How can I pair these things together? Like a certain unique sauce that uh, I made called Beast from the East that is now sold out. Um, I used coconut sap vinegar, blackened pineapple vinegar. Jeez. Yeah, I used bee pollen garum, which is uh, essentially a fish sauce, but made with bee pollen, so it's vegan, that was ro rested on Szechuan peppercorn as a sort of um, oily s substance to go into okay. it. But either way, th those blended together with the unique peppers that I used in the blend create a sauce that was so unique that as soon as people were tasting it, they said, you know, they've never had a thing like this. They want to buy it right away. So we sold out a beast from the East in about a week because it was so unique. We used it on one of our hot wing competitions and it yeah. took people down. We do hot wing competitions here where we ask trivia or riddles while people are gathered together eating their way through different levels of 
hot wings. So like uh, like the what's that? Hot ones. Yeah. So like we, we took the concept of hot ones, but we don't care about interviewing people about their lives. You don't want to ask them questions, of mundane questions about their you know, yeah. kids and whatever. So um, what's the? Uh, I see here July sixteenth. The next one. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And uh, we go four different hot sauces and eight wings. So two wings per sauce. And I have a collection of trivia. Oh yeah. Which what one was that? was that? I don't know. What that's Chris. <laughs> he got me though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, you're gonna have a. Uh, hey, Chris, Chris. What was that? What was that sauce? W- what sauce did you give him, Riley? I swooped in and got a sample of Beast from the East. Okay. Oh, you did. So yeah. that was Beast from the East. That's the one with the uh, coconut yep. sap vinegar, yeah. the bee pollen garum, the blackened pineapple vinegar, and a collection of hot sauces. That's a hot one. It, it's it's spicy, but it does have that those unique flavors. Absolutely, the, the flavor profile is very. It's hard to pin down. Yeah. So. So we, we could, I mean, I could, I could talk to you for an hour and a half about sauces. And oftentimes I do to yeah. the guests at the bar and they come up and I sell them on a, a flight of sauces. One lady came in, bought everything we had right. and spent hundreds of dollars and then tipped a hundred dollars. on Nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, are you making all these recipes yourself? Or are you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the, these are, I'm, I'm big on R and D. That's one of the reasons yeah. why I got into being a chef as opposed to just. Yeah. That's kind of my vibe too. Yeah. Yeah. So R and all the way baby and I will spend a lot of time just developing a recipe and trying things and adding layers in until I get it just right and then I'll write it down so even an idiot could carry out the recipe yeah. and um, and and do well uh, I have a hard time with staff here uh, because I I need a great attitude, but I also need people that care about this R&D stuff. I need people that are going to care about what we're doing. And oftentimes <clears throat> uh, we just part ways with people because they're, they're more of a tool than they are an art or a paintbrush. You know what I mean? Like, you, uh, you know, I think that's everywhere. I think it's everywhere finding the, yeah, the, yeah. you know, staffing anybody. But yeah, I think it's hard to find people who care about anything. You know, what this I mean? is so true. Um, uh, it's it's like how do you how do you get them to care about your vision? Because like when, when when you when they represent you, they go out and talk to the front line. They're the front line, absolutely. And if they go out and talk to somebody and they give them just give them the slightest bit of attitude, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, right? they're turned off. So how do you get? How do you instill that knowledge into? Like I say, like you know, here's the thing, if. If you talk to a customer poorly, if you don't uh, represent the place and you don't understand that they're, they're the bread and butter, they're the reason that you're here. If you, they weren't here, then you wouldn't have a job. So uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you convey that? Because everybody, these kids are like, the kids, I'm sorry, kids. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, they just seem to be anybody younger than um, 30. Yeah. It seems like they just seem to be... Um, they're all about themselves. The most important thing is their phone. And uh, when it comes down to handling the customer, they have no concept on how to, that, why they're there. You, like if you're a server, I know maybe you don't want to be a server. Okay? Maybe serving sucks to you. Maybe you'd rather be an engineer. Well, then go do it. But don't do it. Don't do this mess yeah. here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, be- there's, there's, there's a cool thing behind all that. Um, I'll, I'll play right into what you're saying. Yeah. Um, we used to have a huge problem with that here. We had full service staff in here, and um, the server scene can be really bleak. So we had a lot of problems with um, poor service here because yeah. we would have servers who 
we're basically, you know, not enjoying the time here, not enjoying maybe this part of the place or this part of the place. And it would lead them to have a negative attitude, uh, pushing it across to the customer. The customer would have a negative no experience way. and it wasn't rad. So once, um, once COVID hit, we decided we were going to give this place a facelift. We did away with full service. Um, we started obviously with just to goes, but then when we opened up, we went to counter service, which it might seem like, oh, it's going to be less personable yeah. and kind of like fend for yourself situation. But in this way, we've been able to thrive because the tight knit family that we pull together and do everything together behind yeah. the bar and behind the scenes. And I can in help involve them in the way I'm making this sauce and yay, the new sauce is out. Everybody gets together and tries it. Nice. You know, the new beer is out. Everybody gets together and tries it right. because it's a now a fun thing for everybody to partake in the experience of the creation of these items, which cool. is another way that we can involve people to build them up and love what they're doing right. here instead of you're just a server that comes in to make your tips and then go home. No, now we're a family and right. we do everything together and we built the front of our restaurant into a record store and we're so we're selling our sauces, we're making our hot our, our hot sauces, we're selling and making hot uh, soft drinks. We're putting everything that we have right up front into a little marketplace that you can walk around and have a good time and talk to people. People often yeah. gather in groups and, and walk around and chat while they're grabbing a soft drink or grabbing a sauce or checking out our eclectic group of, uh, of vinyl up front. So um, so this is all came around kind of because of the COVID. Absolutely. It was a blessing in disguise for us. So uh, tell us what things have changed since the COVID and how it affected kind of the evolution of all these ideas. Okay, so it definitely helped us ramp up production because we needed to find a way to make money outside of the building. So okay. we started um, really focusing on the brewery and really focusing on what we could do to bottle and package um, our flavors and put them to people that they could take home, which kept us going after we opened up for full service um, we were able to continue that jam. So then we uh, ramped up our brewery space in the back. We got more. We got more tanks. We got more barrels. We did a lot more with that. Now we have way more beer than we've ever had on tap. Um, with uh, Chris Riley heading the uh, the brewmaster position, right? And where I have I think 13 sauces, cold sauces in the fridge of all the things that we use on our items for the menu. And we have all the hot sauces. I think we make seven different soft drinks that we can or bottle and, and put out too. Different cold pressed lemonades with unique flavors such as cactus pear or passion fruit. So I mean, um, and those are all on tap. Um, so if you we come actually in here. bottle and can those ones, okay. and, and you can buy them here to go or enjoy them in-house. Okay. And so that's part of what came about from COVID. We, we were full service with servers walking around with the iPad, taking your order. Yeah. You know, we'd have people raising up their glass and shaking their ice so that people would come and fill your cup. Have people clicking and snapping and really? whistling at you, you know, full service. Uh, Boy, Escondido's changed. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it was a bad scene. And um, to bring it into this instead, everybody likes to come up and chat with you at the sure. bar instead and, and, and not just sit there in their little tiny spot. It's like right. I, I feel like sitting in a full service restaurant is almost like going to your office and you sit in your cubicle right. and you just deal with your cubicle. You stay in your group. Yeah. yeah. And here 
everybody can get together as a family. We have pinball machines in the back. You see people uh, grouping up around the pinball machines, drinking their beers, going up and, and getting some more food, walking around with their stuff, chatting with their friends, checking out the records. We have a full outside area. We have a we put on once a month, every second Saturday, a maker's market out front with a musician. And we have a lot of local makers that um, have handmade leather goods or silversmith, uh, photography, painters, uh, people that grow uh, vegetable plants. They'll all come down here and they'll sell their stuff in front of our place. And we'll bring together another little community every second Saturday at the maker's market. Every second Saturday of every month. Every Is month. All year long. All year long. Okay, we never so keep take that in mind, guys. That. Yeah, and uh, live music and our beautiful outside uh, patio, we have shade and we have sun. It's a great place to hang. And we've basically, through COVID, found our real selves. We're not just a sit-in-your-cubicle restaurant. Right. We're a place that you grow and hang with your family, and uh, we keep it family-oriented. And that's part of the reason why our staff is so great, because everybody does feel like a family member to us. That, yeah, it sounds awesome. And, and really, I, I, that's the vibe I used to get when I came in here before. Uh, I started coming here about, I guess, six, seven years ago. Okay, cool. And uh, when I came in here, you guys were the only ones that had, I love beef, right? Yeah. So I remember uh, going, when I came to Escondido, I was so impressed with going to Kennedy's Carney down. Absolutely. East. Love that. They've changed, in uh, my opinion. Yeah. So, um, but when, when they first came to town, I used to be able to buy uh, outside skirt steak, which is my favorite cut for carne asada. Price is gone. So it's up. no, it's, it's astronomical. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even in the same realm. But I used to be able to get it's like on a carne anymore. It's not. Well, yeah, it's not carne anymore. Uh, it's a different place. But um, but I used to buy that outside skirt steak for about six dollars a pound, and it was. And they used to put that outside skirt in a tumbler, supposedly. Yeah. And they would tumble it with the seasoning. So it was not only was it uh, because you're cutting it off the the, the rib like rib cage. Yeah. You're you're kind of the knife is kind of going like it's kind of wavering, you know, like little waves. So there's little pockets of thick thickness and thin, thick and yeah. thin, little fat, little marbling. Absolutely. So when they put it in that seasoning, that tumbler, it must have it penetrated all the the the, yeah. the citrus and Seaside all the. Seaside Market does that with their tri. Do they really? Yeah. So they uh, when they did that, it was my favorite dish. I, I, I had Mexican people come from Mexico saying. Bring that meat because <laughs> uh, you have a really hot fire, real hot, uh, you know, flames. Yes. And you would take that, you take that, that, that perfectly seasoned, juicy, delicious, amazing. Uh, probably, it was probably brined. It was so uh, juicy. You literally just put it on the hot fire and let it just sear on the outside quick, turn it back over, leaving a little bit of pink in the middle. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's decadent. Fantastic. It's decadent. Yeah. So when I came here years ago, um, I saw that you guys had this amazing out skirt stick, and it had uh, it was a rub of coffee and I, give me a second, give me a second. Oh, uh, uh, of lavender yeah, and uh, it was herbs Provence with lavender. It, and, and it was a, it was coffee though too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. So when I heard this, I was like, no, coffee, no, no. And then I would look outside, lavender. I don't lavender. That's a soap. And then <laughs> coffee, coffee grounds, no. And so. When I had it, though, uh, it was exactly, it was, it was everything you want in a steak. And I'd go around to people, because this is before I did this show. I would go around and tell people, oh, you got to go to this place, man. They have these amazing steak. It was amazing. So uh, the same thing I do, the, the place called um, the uh, Bellows in San Marcos. Uh-huh. I used to talk, I used to go rave about uh, that they had these uh, oysters, chicken oyster mussels. And they had it was Fantastic, skin. It yeah. was skin on, and it, it was in this little soy base sweet sauce, and it would and it was just, 
it was crisp skin, beautiful, tender, moist meat, and this is exactly what you guys had. So I don't know what happened. Maybe times changed, prices got weird, but I came in here one time. Maybe the last time I came in for a while, and I had the uh, another version of the same dish, but they were the chunks were smaller and the meat was a little tighter, and I was just like, so. What's going on with that steak? Are you bringing it back? Is it too crazy? Is it too expensive to make? So What's, I'll, I'll, I'll lead you into a three-segment piece about that. Go ahead. So uh, the opening chef here, um, his name is Dave Brown. He yeah. was a partner, and he opened this place with the other two owners, and he was also the chef. So he created some very unique recipes and did a lot of cool stuff. He's uh, classically French trained. He's okay. a friend of mine. Um, so he did a cool thing, but not all of it was applicable to the demographic here. So okay. he was seeing some, some real pushback on some of the sales for some things. Uh, either way, as time progressed, um, some of the items stayed, some of them didn't. Yeah. And then also as times progressed, there were different staff members leading the kitchen and, um, it would lead into a very confused time yeah. for whoever was coming on next to lead the yeah. kitchen because okay. you were set up with kind of the shambles of whoever was there because yeah. Dave Brown moved on um, earlier on. Okay. And all this happened within a three-year period, I believe. Three years. Yeah. Probably had three or four different people running Phew. the kitchen. Okay. So it, it was tough. And yeah. actually, uh, Chris Riley yeah. okay. took over kitchen management at one point when he was here in the beginning, and he had to pick up the shambles of yeah. somebody else's problems, which was yeah, particularly yeah. difficult for him because he's an artist. And when you have to just deal with management yeah. instead of getting to be an artist, it kind of beats you up. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going through the similar thing myself. I would love to just sit around creating content all day, but there's so much to do. You know, I mean, oh, in, yeah. in social media and website and, uh -huh. you know, I'd love that. to just be an, uh, a chef de cuisine all the time. All day. I have to manage. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, hear you. either way, though. Um, so you probably came in. So we had two versions of it at one point. Okay. Steak bites. And yeah. That's steak the one and I. Fries. Yeah. yeah. So you picked up the steak bites. It yeah. was probably a flank steak at that point, okay. um, right when I was coming in as a base level kitchen employee, okay. um, probably three years into this place is okay. when I got here. Got you. And I saw a lot of things that I didn't agree with. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just a guy. I'm just going to do my job. Uh, I started here at $11 an hour. And uh, within a year, I worked my way up to um, sous chef. And then um, I took over. Okay. And chef, so, to part, chef to cuisine. Yeah. So I, I took over at that point and I had adjusted. Ah. The <laughs> Executive Shredder is, is, is the name that they gave me. That should be a beer. That's one of your beers. It Actually, is. it was. We we <laughs> brewed a beer together, and we did an executive shredder, and it okay. was a fantastic IPA. Cool. Really cool. Well, I want to taste that one, too. Yeah. Do you have any in the back? No. <laughs> we don't. But uh, af after I took over, um, I went through all the recipes, all the procedures, all the processes, and I trashed everything, and I started over. And um, I went back to the original way that that steak was and the original chimichurri sauce that was drizzled over the top. Not your classic chimichurri, by the way, not the chopped parsley and garlic and oil. It was a blended sauce that created a more of a um, streamlined way to taste the flavor in the sauce instead of having to spoon it over yeah, with yeah. each time and stirring sure. it up. So the steak went really well, and we were doing great with it. 
Then we ran into COVID. Yeah. So that that was a changed few years everything. later. Yeah, it changed everything. And when we had to reopen, I had to do menu items that were okay to go in a box. No way you want to get a steak in a box, in a cardboard box, yeah. and take it to go. Yeah. So I heavily adjusted the menu, and I cut things down. And as we progressed through the COVID times, I built it up a little bit more, built it up a little bit more. But the way that we're running things now, and we're really focusing on overhead and what to spend and what not to spend, we are not in a position to be paying a dishwasher a full-time wage to come and wash right. dishes which puts us in basket food territory, okay. which is why right now we yeah. don't have the steak. I do specials okay. um, a few times a month. Just for your sake, I will bring in the steak and I will do a coffee crusted lavender steak as a special. Anything yeah. beef, anything beef, anything, you know, beef. You got it. Yeah. Shallow braise, whatever you want. Yeah. I'm going to jump in here. Yeah. Speaking of beef, what did we call that noodle bowl? The shaved beef noodle bowl. I, I oftentimes do um, a specific noodle bowl with shaved fire. beef, but I, I can't remember what we, we call things really weird <laughs> names. Yeah, here. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what, man, we'll spend an hour on names. Well, you're talking to the grub enthusiast. Absolutely. So, yeah, Absolutely. so it's a, I know crazy that. names. That I, can't, I can't remember what we called that thing, but either way. Fukaki and I, all the. <laughs> oh, oh no. furikake. No, that was the. Be careful, be careful. Yeah. It's a different, it could be a different thing entirely if you. Yeah, say well, it furikake wrong. is actually a toasted sesame seed and a chopped nori flake uh, Japanese seasoning okay. that's, that's put on top of sushi rolls or yeah. I put mine on top of sauced fries yeah. with, with uh, sliced steak on it. It was, it was fantastic. I put it over rice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so super cool. <laughs> but, but either way, um, we do specials, and I, I make it a, a plate, a platter type affair. You know, we, we have basket style food, and, and don't get me wrong, the basket style food here, I still use all of my best um, uh, processes. My background comes from uh, French and Asian fusion, uh, also from uh, like California style wine and dine uh, okay. places. Um, I was the sous chef at uh, St. Mark Golf Course when they turned over with Eat, Sleep, Drink. Um, I ran a place called Canapes in San Marcos that was a uh, California-style wine and dine. We'd do, like, uh, pulled pork sushi rolls and all kinds of wow. cool, fun stuff okay. like that. Um, I have a lot of experience in that kind of stuff. I've also run an uh, American barbecue place. So my, my experience is, is wide. I opened a French-Japanese fusion restaurant in Vista, um, uh, the owner had had some business issues. Yeah. We ended up yeah. having to close fi okay. financial reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I have a widespread, and so I use all those processes here in our food. Um, for instance, our barbecue sauce. Sure, it's a classic uh, bourbon barbecue sauce, but I'll use unique ingredients like kabayaki sauce to bring out the. I don't even know what that is. Kabayaki sauce or unagi sauce is okay. your classic eel sauce okay. in sushi. It gives you sweet and salty. It's one of the notes that I'll put into my barbecue wow. sauce to create a more unique that, flavor. You have me that here. Absolutely. Mm, I want to taste sell, that. And, we sell it in a bottle here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, we want to grab one. I'd, I'd love to taste that. Yeah. So um, okay, so you know, uh, kind of saying what you along with your, what you're saying here, uh, what what additions and changes have you done that you want to mention uh, since COVID? What, what what can people expect when they come here now? You were saying that you had done, you have all the beers, you're making this beautiful beer, you're making this incredible sauce, you're doing your, your barbecue sauces, you're making these dishes, you're having the specials, you now make your own kombucha, you have you're selling vinyl. Uh, I imagine vintage vinyl because we don't have any vinyl. 
Um, what what are the things are what what stuff's going on here? Tell me. Uh, you're you're <laughs> gonna walk in at first and kind of be blown away. You're you're gonna look and and see B movie posters all over the wall, skateboard stuff up, records. You're gonna say, what is this place that I'm walking into? I want to hang, but how do I hang? And and I'm seeing pumpkins, scary jack o' lanterns yeah. with uh, stormtroopers, which I don't you know what I mean. It's kind of I, I drew my attention, and then I'm seeing. Uh, what is it, Chuck? Chuck the 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 lion out there? Yeah. yeah. Chuck the bear. Oh, Chuck so the, is that a bear? It's a bear. Okay. Um, let me jump in real quick. Yeah, go ahead, man. So you this might. Is, this is Chris. This is Chris. Yeah, Chris. Chris Riley, Chris. the alchemist. Yeah. Um. So what we do here is pretty simple, even though it looks kind of crazy and complex, and there's a lot going on. We do what we want to do because we want to do it. Okay. We like what we do. We're passionate about what we do. And if we can't do it, we either buy it from somebody who does it better than us okay. or we don't do it at all. Okay. So we do our own sauces, beer. We carry our vinyl that we want to curate. Um, we even roast coffee here too. We are Scratch Kitchen. So all the stuff that we do, we do it because we want to do it. We love all of those things. And we do it our way as best as we can. And like I said, if we can't do it, we either buy it from the best or we don't do it at all. What did you say before Scratch Kitchen? I said we roast our own coffee. So let's talk about that. <laughs> well, well, let's not keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah, so um, I started roasting coffee about two and a half, maybe three years ago okay. um, because... I grew up hating coffee because all the coffee that I had what came in a can with a plastic Folgers. lid. Exact. I don't want to name any names. No, I'm about to say. Just drop it. I will. <laughs> yeah, um, allegedly. Allegedly. It's cool. Um, and then it was basically this weird brown dirt sauce yeah. with a bunch of milk and sugar added to it. Yeah. And I was there. whatever chemicals that you're throwing in there. And I hated it. Then... Actually, my first introduction to good coffee was Stone Imperial Russian Stout with espresso beans. I was working at Stone at the time, and I had a beer that had coffee in it, and I absolutely loved it. So much so that I was like, maybe there's something to this coffee thing. Started trying other things. I found some um, local roasters and tried what I call real coffee. Um, it wasn't over roasted. It was wasn't bitter, like sometimes single, single origin or blended really well. And going back to what I had said previously, if I can't do it myself, I buy it from the best. Yeah. Well, the best is pretty freaking expensive. So I was like, you mean a little, a little Kopi Luwak? Yeah. I was, yeah. No, that one. That, <laughs> that one's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I started racking my brain. I was like, I can't afford to drink good coffee. It's $15 a pound. Yeah. I wonder how much it would cost me to roast it myself. Okay. Started doing research. Within a week of starting to drink good coffee, yeah. I bought my own roaster and I was roasting my own from two weeks into being a coffee drinker. Wow. Fast forward to plan nine. I'm the brewer here. The owner's making cold brew coffee, but he's buying it from local roasters. And I said, yeah. hey boss, how about I just roast it? Yeah. We use our license here. I'll buy some big green bags of fresh raw coffee yeah. and I'll roast it here so I can blend it the way I want. We can make our cold brew. We have our cold brew on nitro on tap. We put them in cans as often as we can. And I use that blend for multiple different beers also. I'll do a coffee IPA and I also do an Imperial Brown Ale with coffee and vanilla on nitro. 
which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well, you got to come try it. Um, do you uh, do like cocktails with the beer, with the beer or the wine or the sorry, the the coffee? Um, no, I don't blend it on okay. site. Um, okay. I do um, different styles of our beer with the coffee pre-added okay. that you can get on. Like, so for instance, we have an Imperial Brown Ale called Turd Ferguson, okay. and we blend that with coffee and vanilla, and that's on nitro. So that beer is really cool. Um, sometimes I'll use some of the roasted beans, and I'll add it to an IPA, okay. and adds a really unique flavor to something you're expecting to be bright, floral, and bitter, and then there's coffee to it. Yeah, it's you, nice. It works well. Yeah. So there's a lot of unique origins of coffee I can go into that, too, just like the hops. You know, um, time is yours. Cool. So t- we are blend, uh, our proprietary blend. I don't care if I tell anybody. It's uh, a blend of Brazilian beans and Ethiopian beans. And the reason I do that is I'm able to get a clear, roasted, nutty, chocolate flavor like you would expect from a coffee through my Brazilian beans. But the... Um, Ethiopian ones I roast on the lighter side. It ends up being more tea-like, almost like blueberry and berry floral okay. flavors yeah. from the coffee. We blend those together to get like this unique balance of, it almost tastes like a chocolate, milk chocolate covered blueberry. For some reason, those flavors pair really well with the hops that are in beer. You can go really, really wrong with hops and coffee. You can get like raw jalapeno flavors, really vegetal things like green beans and things like that. Coffee is just a weird thing that interacts with hops weird. And when there's almost an infinite amount of variety of hops, an infinite amount of variety of coffee, it helps to find that blend. And uh, as Chef Stone was mentioning earlier, R&D is a big part of everything. Yeah. We went through maybe, this doesn't sound like a lot. We got kind of lucky. We went through <laughs> maybe like three or four different beers and a couple different blends of coffee before we landed on one. And we are like, that's this awesome. Is it. This so is it. we got lucky with maybe only like six or seven different renditions. Some people are still trying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're able to get all the stuff we mentioned. Here and on their website, is there Absolutely. you ship? Do you? Yes. What, um, we the? don't. <laughs> obviously, we don't ship food. Yeah, but we don't ship yeah, but the cold sauces. stuff. Um, I wish I had the number right now, but California State Legislature is trying to put the pass, um, oh, beer okay. shipment. Okay. So being allowed to let the breweries ship beer to people. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to pass. We got to call our Congress guys and do all that stuff to try and get that to pass. So yeah. a lot of breweries are going to struggle because they can't ship beer anymore. There was like a loose thing that they allowed people to do during COVID, yeah. but because that's starting to end, they're going to shut that down. Um, but it helps a lot of businesses stay open. So we can't ship beer. We can't ship food, um, but we ship pretty much everything else. We ship hot, we ship hot sauces for sure. That's okay. something that we definitely... Um, do a lot and you can get those on the website or absolutely okay. you can get that stuff on the website why don't you give it out what's the address um plan nine just plan nine you go on there then there's a link that you can click that says order now okay and uh, you click on that and it'll bring you to our um, specialty site for purchasing items okay so you can also check out our menu too which you know we probably well, well go over. let's talk about a few of those things yeah, just yeah. so we can we can we can kind of get over my steak loss, please. Yes, please. please. Uh, <laughs> you want to try something new? I, whatever you got, brother. Would you tell me what to do? Uh, you, you know, you're the brewmaster. I'm gonna take your advice. Um, so, 
you can get the hot sauces on the plant on the website like a, like a, like yeah. is it like the merch store or was that what, something um, like that yeah or? so everything is kind of categorized as there's an actual hot sauces section there's okay. um you know there's the menu there's um apparel okay. there's you can buy our records online so you can go okay. on a literal record store online buy and we'll ship records to you okay. you could you could get um, shirts, records, and hot sauces shipped right to you, all all in one pack. How about the coffee? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Coffee beans. Um, I, we can't ship the coffee in a can, but you know. Yeah, I mean yeah. the pounds of coffee. Yeah, you, you, can, can, you can get the beans. Okay. And they come in whole beans to preserve freshness. You know. So I mean, this is to me like a like a one stop shop. I, I saw there was some kind of. Uh, um, there's like a store on the other side here on the, on the wall here. Yeah, so that's an outdoor store. Um, our friends at Off the Grid, they are a they focus on off-roading kind of gear. Okay. What, uh, off the grid kind of maybe. What is it called? Survival. Travel. Yeah. Survival. Survival, survival kind of gear, but uh, mostly it's clothing. So okay. uh, they specialize in, in clothing that you would wear uh, to help you get by. You know. So you so basically you have. We're going to talk about the food in a minute. I want yeah, to hear yeah. some details about the food. So uh, you got your, beer, your beers. You're doing your hot sauces. You're doing kombucha. You have the vinyl for sale. You got a good time here. Um, you, have, you have the uh, hot wing uh, challenge coming up on the 16th of July. Uh, Four o'clock, looks like. Yeah. Um, anything else? That, what else is going on? I mean, what, you got, I know you had a lot of stuff started with the, with the COVID. Yeah. So, so be- Anything else be- you want to mention before we... Besides just uh, pushing again that maker's market every second Saturday, awesome, um, which is actually run by my wife. Uh, okay, she's a silversmith. She pulled, so, okay, yeah. So she pulled together all kinds of uh, makers, craft, craft yeah. makers from um, around the county. Yeah, and it created a nice community here. Uh, it goes on all day. It's okay. an eight-hour event yeah. with musicians and fun and food and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, I know you guys have uh, during the summertime. You have the uh, cruising grand. Yeah, absolutely. That's Thank every you. Friday night. And how does that how does that affect business? Uh, we get slammed. We okay. have um, a line that goes out the door. Uh, people are trying to come up between people at the bar and order stuff. And you know, we we gotta kind of keep it um, under an organization. Yeah. But uh, it it goes well. So before when we had full service, yeah. cruising grand was Tough. complete like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Mayhem, yeah, because you would have all the servers trying to put in all their food at the same time yeah. to try to get as much tips sure. as yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get as much tips. And so we would end up in the kitchen backed up for like 45 minutes to maybe even an hour of wait time. Yeah. Now, because we're doing counter service, it's one line. Right. And everybody gets their stuff. Yeah. And everything comes out at a good time. We have a good system and everything works great. And you're slammed, though. You're definitely yeah, slammed. Oh, we're definitely slammed. And uh, you have the night out, oh, outdoor seating out in front there. That's yep. got to be nice. It's fantastic. People love it. Sometimes people try to camp <laughs> up. Um, without getting anything right. and watch the cars, but then we come by with a little something, something. What's up? What's up? They, yeah, then yeah. they love it, and then they're hooked for life. Awesome. You guys ever uh, sold any food out on the street, like to maybe down the road a little bit, or? Uh, I haven't. I have been part of the farmers market selling okay. our sauces down okay. there cool. uh, during COVID to try to get by, but um, the farmers market here isn't what it used to be. Is it? No. No. Oh. It's it's a little bit small. It's a little bit <coughs> scattered. It's a little bit sparse. Yeah, it's just not worth our time right now. Okay. We so, got to focus on here. Well, for sure. So, uh, so let's talk about the menu. Absolutely. What's, what's going on in the menu that it's a must-have? So this is what I do. Let me, let me tell you what I do yeah. when I go to a place. Um, I walk in and I'll say, look, um, what is the thing I can't miss? I have to have this dish or I will die. 
So we have a burger here okay. that people comment about all over online. They'll say how they travel the world eating burgers and they've never had a thing like, what'd you give them? Guess. Wait, 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 wait. Lethal mullet? No, let's uh, have a guess. No, no, let, no, me, let, let me guess. I haven't even know the name. Oh, so okay, we just... okay. He's he's having a beer, and we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this. There's a, there's a component of it that's like a wine, to me. I know what he's having. You do know. It <laughs> is like it's almost like a um, it's a white wine to me. What I'm tasting, uh, something bright like a Sauvignon Blanc is what I'm kind of getting. <clears throat> that is the. That's I'm also, great. I'm also getting some strawberry. Uh huh. Great palate. Yeah, it's um, it's like nothing I've ever had. So is that like a, is that like yes. a uh, is that a sour? Yeah. It's it a is sour. So I gave you our strawberry to live. That's that um, oh. Oh. strawberry rhubarb pastry sour that we did. You know what? I, I just I didn't just get lucky. Wow, cool. Oh, no, you you nailed it pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So you got there is the pie crust in there that gives it a slight buttery note, which you're gonna get from like a Chardonnay or even some Sauv Blancs. Um, you got that bright white crisp nature from the lower acidity it is a sour ale the strawberries are going to go in there too and rhubarb rhubarb for sure adds a level of bitterness and tartness that you're not going to get that vanilla gives you that perception of it being barrel aged you know i do not taste rhubarb the reason why i don't have any personal reference for rhubarb i think i had rhubarb pie as a child it's just bitter and extremely sour it's almost like you don't want to eat it but when you mix it with other stuff it becomes a a unique taste. What does that pair with? What do you? What do you? What would you? What would you pair that with? Um, we're getting there. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we're gonna <laughs> tell you about the the menu item that okay. you asked about. Okay. Um, rhubarb. The best thing I can say. It's kind of our our cheater ingredient. Most people don't really know what rhubarb tastes like. Uh, yeah. And it works really good to balance out the bitterness with the sweetness and gives it a higher level of acidity that I can get to really balance it out, which yeah. pairs really well with the menu item that you got to okay, get. Okay. So this burger is what people comment about a lot online. Okay. And a reason why sometimes people will travel um, from a, a, another county, oftentimes Riverside, just to come here or, or Orange yeah. County. They'll say, you know, I'm traveling through, but I really traveled through this area specifically to come back and get the Fancy Pants Burger. Okay. So Is um, that the name of it? Yeah. Okay. So I, I tried to release this burger when I was the chef at Poorhouse Oceanside okay. um, as the Ile de France, um, but they didn't want to go elevated. They wanted me to kind of stay in the box. We eventually parted yeah. ways. You yeah, know, yeah. Things happen. But because <laughs> I wear these these pants all the time i have a lot of different types of chef pants. Chef, okay uh, yeah. i have chef pants with yeah. print all over yeah. it and i'll wear different ones all the time okay they started calling me fancy pants so okay. the fancy pants burger was the first menu item that i put on the menu all right say it, say it slow say it slow the fancy pants yeah. burger was the first menu item that i put on the menu before i even had a working title here besides line right. and cook okay so so um, give me the description give me the give me the rundown yeah absolutely but say it slow so i can Really drink it in. You got it. So all of our burgers here are a third pound Angus patty. We crack our own pepper and we use um, diamond crystal kosher salt, which is one of the finest types of kosher salt that you can use. Yeah. They use a process on drying this salt that creates unique flakes and shards of, of salt that you can crush <clears throat> in your finger to control the amount of seasoning that you put on everything. Is that like a Malden? Like a Malden it, salt? It is similar. It is. 
Um, I prefer Diamond Crystal though over it, over Maldon. But either way, we start with that patty, and um, all of our burgers are going on uh, on artisan baked brioche. We do a truffle, black pepper, and chive aioli. And I have a small batch truffle oil maker that uses grapeseed oil to a prevent. Guy. Yeah, uh-huh. we got a guy. His his name is James. We know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, his name is James, and he has a company called Lady and the Chef. Okay, he makes is that here truffle. as well. Is yeah, that here? okay. He um he makes his truffle oil with grapeseed oil uh, to prevent it from having a very heavy and um, unnecessarily viscous kind of consistency. We want it to be light, so the grapeseed oil is light. Either way, truffle aioli, um, baby arugula, the grilled Angus patty. Then we go with candied bacon, which we sprinkle a little bit of um, red pepper flake on our brown sugar candied bacon. Then we go... I'm going I'm to do this uh, barbecue sauce as a shot. Do it. <laughs> and then we, um, on top of that candied bacon melt some triple cream brie and put onto it champagne macerated Asian pear in julian form and then drizzle that with a spiced honey. Not spicy honey, but spiced with your traditional Christmas spices, nutmeg, allspice, cinnamon, and then for salt content, I use a dash of miso, and for emulsion purposes, I use a dash of Dijon. Wow. So it creates this honey that goes on top of the macerated pears that sits on top of the melted triple cream brie, which covers that candied bacon on top of this grilled Angus patty, perfectly seasoned, on top of the baby arugula sitting on top of truffle aioli, oh, a, a delicious truffle aioli. That sounds awesome. Which we awesome. also sell in a jar up front in the fridge okay. on brioche. And this, this burger has made a lot of progress through word of mouth and online blogs and comments okay. okay people love this burger awesome and that would be a perfect pairing for your strawberry to live because the tartness and and uh sour inside of that beer would cut directly through the richness of this burger creating yeah. like an almost vicious cycle of which one do i want to finish with i don't know i'm just going to keep going little which bit by do little I bit <laughs> dude it's uh, that sounds so decadent dude um, that that buttery brioche, the eggy buttery brioche, yeah. and you probably put them on the on the griddle, right? Just to to get a little. Um, so we toast on fire. <clears throat> okay. So okay. for for our buns, a little we, char. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's easy to end up with too much grease on your bun yeah. By, yeah. by doing the griddle, yeah. and especially with a, a burger that rich. Yeah. We, we toast with fire. And you have that uh, you have the brie on there too, dude. Absolutely. And the honey and the brie. Okay, sp- you know, speaking of which, this it's is, a charcuterie on a burger. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Okay, uh, there's actually a pizza I had recently. That's kind of falls in this line uh i had that this place called apollonia's in la uh-huh. and they have this oh i'm familiar with that yeah okay do you see that the the they, when they, they when they put the dough in the pan it seems like they they lace it with cheese yeah and absolutely. it has the cheese like it spires crusted, yeah on the bottom of the pie it's this thick and the and the uh the 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 dough has like a crumb in there with these big pockets in it it has a very unique texture i love and, that and then yeah. they uh this i had a pepperoni with a, with a red sauce and then they put uh, little bits of burrata oh, yeah. on top and drizzled it with honey. Okay. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> right in that right in that ballpark. Fantastic. Yeah. So okay. So uh, that, uh, what are the burgers? Uh, burgers? Uh, that's a. Yeah. So so we have um, a variety of different burgers. We have chicken sandwiches. Uh, we do a couple different pastas, and um, we actually haven't 
Yes. No, I'm sorry. I interrupt you. Um, yeah. Talk to me about that chicken sandwich. The reason why I mentioned it is this. I am a, a, I'm not, I don't eat chicken that much anymore. For me, it's a little hormones, a little too much chemistry going on uh-huh. in a chicken and in, in where you buy them in the store. Absolutely. Beef, you know, it's, for me, it's, I like beef. So um, I went to this place called, uh, what is it called? The Burger Bench. Uh, yeah. Somewhere here. And uh, I, went in there, I went in there twice. The first time I went in there, uh, I thought it was gimmicky. It's just yeah. for me. The food, not that the food was bad or anything, but I, it didn't seem to have, like, I want to hang there. So uh, I had a burger. It was all right. No, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Then I uh, tried their chicken sandwich, which is just, you know, like a breast meat, tomato, lettuce on a nice bun. And it was just your, you know, nothing extraordinary. So, uh, but I'm always looking, if I'm going to eat chicken, I want it to be extraordinary. I want it to be, uh, I want it to stand out. So, I mean. Absolutely. So our other top seller here at this place is actually a chicken sandwich. Okay. Personal favorite. Okay. It's called the Super Chicken. Um, at first glance, you would say, okay, it looks a little common, you know. Um, so not common at all, though. No. Chris is saying no. No, no. Not sir. common at all. So first of all, I marinate this chicken uh, for at least 24 hours in a honey mustard vinaigrette, obviously house made. So the vinegar... You mean they don't have that at the Ralph's, what you're saying? Oh, oh. absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so this honey mustard vinaigrette, I also use artisan vinegar. Uh, as with every single okay. in, every single recipe that I use vinegar, it's all artisan vinegar. So this vinaigrette, the enzymes in the vinegar, obviously, I'm sure you know, they help break down proteins, create this juiciness, create this flavor inside. Tenderize this, a little bit. Exactly. Locks everything in for, for a perfect bite. So marinate six ounces of chicken. This is, uh, if you're not familiar online, um, six ounces is a big portion for protein on a sandwich. Yeah. You know, so the breast meat or is it? Yeah, absolutely. So a six ounce of marinated grilled chicken breast meat, um, slightly sliced so the sauce can drizzle into the center of these cuts. Okay. So it's not sliced all the way to where you're pulling stuff yeah. apart. Yeah. I just give it a nice little score so that okay. you can uh, so you can hold on to that. And hold on to all that, that exactly. sauce. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it'll have candied bacon on it and a okay. uh, blend of four cheeses, ques- uh, quesadilla cheese, asadero, cheddar, and jack Ooh. shredded. Okay. And we put it over the top and okay. put it in the sally so that it crusts over kind of like pizza cheese, you know, get like, those bubbles okay. on it and stuff. When you say sally, you mean salamander? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like a little griddle? Okay. Uh-huh. And so then we'll put that same candied bacon from the fancy pants, goes yeah. right over the top of that. Okay. And then that... Um, those proteins rest over a, a balsamic grilled tomato. So we make a nice balsamic dressing in-house with uh, plenty of thyme content, okay. which creates okay. this really herbaceous flavor yeah, yeah. inside of the dressing. So we'll grill a slice of tomato on the flat top with that, creating almost a solid sauce. So imagine if you made a tomato, a balsamic sauce, yeah, yeah. but you're only doing it on a quick, quick grill on the flat top. Yeah, so you okay. have a sloppy little yeah, tomato, yeah, yeah. and you slap it on top of this baby arugula and a jalapeno lime and oregano aioli on, on the bottom of those herbs and yeah. tomato. It creates this mix of flavors. So the jalapeno aioli, not spicy, just the flavor of the jalapeno. Okay. And then the baby arugula and the balsamic grilled tomato creating this tart and acidic little rich bed for your marinated grilled chicken breast. And it's a little (laughs) bit of our honey mustard, then those four cheeses just caramelized over the top and that slice of candied bacon creates 
a perfect sandwich. And what are you doing to the arugula again? I'm sorry. It's, it's just baby arugula. Okay. Um, okay. It's uh, so I, I love that that fresh bitter, you know, that absolutely, crisp lettuce, yeah. that, that peppery yeah. flavor. Dang. So we use baby arugula okay. so that it's a little bit less bitter and a little bit more crisp. Okay. Uh, Sounds full delicious. Si- yeah, full size arugula can get pretty beat pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. So. And, and you know, I, I just whatever over the top of Chris's head, I just suddenly saw Chris walking like. Staring at me oh, like, yeah. I was yeah, like, he's dude, he's tripping me out, dude. Hey, hey, Chris. Yeah. So, okay. So um, those are your sandwiches. Uh, how about something in the, in the way of an app? You got a, a starter that's a killer starter? Absolutely. So we have an in-house baker as well. Okay. She manages the front of house and she's fantastic. Okay. Her name is Carlin. Okay. So she makes all of our baked goods. Um, we have uh, a fudge brownie. We have um, like a... a yeah, pecan pear barley malt bar up front as well. Is that what I see the case up at the front there? Yeah, we okay. have a variety of different <laughs> hey, uh, specialty cookies. And then she also bakes for us um, our in-house pretzels. Okay. These pretzels will beat the pants off of anybody else's pretzels. Like a Guaranteed. salted pretzel? The yeah, mustard? like a big Bavarian soft pretzel. pretzel. But it's a soft, yeah. uh, bready, kind of chewy? Absolutely. Okay. And they're Crunchy fantastic. On the outside, soft okay. In the middle. And yeah. We, and we make a fantastic beer cheese in the kitchen with our Ooh. house beer. Um, we'll use our Kolsch style St. Pauli girl. Okay. Ale. And um, so. You ever, you ever done that with any of, any of the, the hot sauces? A little beer, a little coffee. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay. so St. Pauli Shore is the name of our um, our uh, Kolsch style ale. Okay. We'll use that for its malty character in the beer cheese. We pair that with the pretzel that Carlin makes. Wow. Okay. And then you can get a side of our zombie mustard, which is our Astro Zombies Hazy IPA, okay. blended into a brown style mustard. And the hops in the IPA actually brings forth the heat from the mustard seed, yeah. creating a nice spicy yeah. brown mustard. Wow. Pair that with the beer cheese and the pretzel, and that's a fantastic appetizer. You know what? It sounds like that mustard would be good on a... I'm a, I'm a pastrami. Yeah. I'm a pastrami guy. Oh, absolutely. So um, I, I, when I, I, I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. So um, I'm from L.A., and, and, and we had a very good deli across the way. And I've been lately, I've been just running. I look for... Anytime I find a pastrami sandwich, and I don't need anything complicated. It's literally the best rye you can get and big stacks of juicy, delicious... Thank you. Oh, I'm going to try the mustards. Um, Honey mustard here, and, and what's this one? That's the zombie mustard. The zombie the mustard. IPA brown mustard. Okay, and is this spicy or? Yeah. It does have heat to it, okay. but it's not. There's no horseradish or anything like okay. that. It comes from the IPA interacting with the heat of the brown mustard seed. It's good. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, no horseradish. None. Ooh, it's got a kick though, like a horseradish. Yeah, it's it's literally brown mustard seed, uh, white wine vinegar. Um, and our IPA, a couple other ingredients, touch of honey, you know. Um, we have a proprietary process. It's like wasabi in there, dude. Yeah, none. It's delicious. So, yeah, that, that's a really rad appetizer. And another cool thing about our appetizers, which we have um, seasoned fries, truffle fries, garlic fries, uh, chicken tenders, um, and then the pretzel, you can get any of our house-made sauces on the side. We have honey mustard, bourbon barbecue, buttermilk ranch. We make our own ketchup, truffle aioli. Uh, Plan 9 remoulade, sriracha honey, zombie mustard, phoenix sauce, which is a habanero cream sauce, uh, gochujang, which is a gochujang aioli, yeah. uh, jalapeno uh, aioli. And I love sti- gochujang. Yeah, exactly. So a Stilton blue cheese dressing as well. We, we make everything in-house. Is this Dijon? No. They're Dijon? 
Uh, that, that is uh, that's our honey mustard. It's delicious. So um, I'll take some of our IPA <laughs> mustard and uh, make a couple other mustards, and I'll blend all those mustards together. It's really and, good. Yeah, that is so. It's it's got it's viscous. Yes, and it's smooth, and it's um, God, it's it's it's, it's it can be eaten with anything, dude. Yeah, I love I'll brush that. my teeth with it tomorrow. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so that that honey mustard is what goes on the super chicken sandwich. Okay, which is one oh, of the reasons why it's so fantastic. Yeah. That hot, hot breast yeah. chicken with oh yeah, uh-huh. that sounds awesome, dude. One of our other burgers is super cool too. Um, it's a newer burger. It's called Mucho Take It Easy. It has that seasoned Angus patty, and um, this time we season it with a special blend called our Cowboy Spice, which is basically the kind of seasoning that you would put in a chili or the flavor of chili cheese Fritos without the preservatives. But either way, you're you're getting Portuguese linguiça on top. Um, that four cheese blend that you get on top of the super chicken, mm-hmm. also beer cheese to help melt that cheese in. You're getting smoked jalapenos here, smoked in-house. Yeah. Um, tomato, red onion, and uh, jalapeno lime aioli for that kind of like pico kind of okay. jam on the bottom. And fried pickled onions over the top. So oh, our yeah. fried onions, we pickle them first so that each little fried onion bite that you get is yeah. a little pocket of explosive yeah. flavor. Did I see a uh, mac and cheese on that menu? Absolutely. We have two <laughs> mac and cheeses on this menu. Why don't you tell me a little, but say it slow so I can take my pants off. So, uh, Yeah, please, please. <laughs> there was a place, actually, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, what's that place called? Uh, it used to be Flying Pig. Oh, yeah, yeah. In uh, San Marcos. And there used to be one, there's probably one in Oceanside still. Yeah. They had for me a pickled Serrano mac and cheese. Yeah, I'm familiar. It, actually, I know those guys. It yeah. killed the game, dude. It killed it. It was rock the house. So tell me what you have here. So um, in that same kind of vein, uh, I would promote our Desert Island Mac. This okay. thing is fantastic. So you have a gargantuan bowl of pasta entombed in cowboy-spiced four-cheese beer and bechamel. So our, our beer cheese is based in bechamel. Um, it's one of the processes that come from my background. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you're, you got your your beer cheese made with bechamel and four cheeses and then i cowboy spice that thing so you get that chili cheese flavor without having chili in there when and you say cowboy what do you mean what do you mean so I, I call it cowboy spice because it's the seasonings that i use to make my chili okay got you so it's like cumin a bechamel uh, with a little, chili powder little know. country yeah exactly so then you're getting a sliced portuguese linguiça the smoked jalapenos roasted uh, fire roasted red pepper which we also do in house and then we top it with those fried pickled onions, some cotija, and then a cerveza crema. So, oh, yeah, we'll blend the beer into some crema yeah. and, and put it all over the top. And it's just this jam, this exact, like, flavor, this exact feeling inside of this bowl that really puts you... With a mouthfeel, that creamy mouthfeel. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get another Mac like this. Using Portuguese linguiça, yeah. right, you know, the, the white wine content yeah. in there, a little bit of um, acidity... But the smokiness from the smoked sure. paprika, wow, you're, you're, you're getting a really good flavor going on, especially with the smoked jalapenos. You get a little bit of heat. Yeah, the ro- the fire-roasted red pepper. Doing that kind of stuff in-house really bechamel. makes a big difference. Yeah, that's the bechamel right there. Looks decadent. Looks really heavy. So that's a, that's a fantastic way. Yeah. But if you're just trying to go simple, we do Monster Mac Attack. It's okay. just the four cheeses and the bechamel and the pasta, and then you can add in a duroc pork sausage or Portuguese linguiça. You could add in that same marinated chicken from the super chicken, okay. or you could go bacon, or you could truffleify that thing and throw some your, truffle in. Can I yeah. see this? I want to ask. So, that, uh, yeah, so I'm in for that. I'm in for the mac and cheese. I'm in for the burgers. Um, you said, now tell me about your French fries. 
Are you doing uh, like a string fry, frank, uh, plank fry? Uh, no, we're going five five sixteenths. Um, okay. It's a it's a nice size. It's not a steak fry. It's not a palm frites style. You know. Okay. It's enough to give you potato, and broadcast. Potato. Yeah, give you potato, but broadcast the seasoning. And mm. one of the main reasons to get our fries is so that you can traverse sauce into your mouth because we have so many sauces. You'll probably never taste all the sauces in your whole life. I, I think well, here. just what I'm seeing right here, yeah. you got a lot of bottle. Yeah. Yeah, so and, that, and that's just the hot sauce. We're right. not even talking about not, the other yeah, sauces. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we have a good fry. Um, they're clear coated. They have that extra crisp on the outside. Yeah. Um, they're people love our fries, awesome. and uh, I'm not going to change them. I've had to go through some pains in the beginning of COVID, yeah. and I had to make some sacrifices just to make sure that we can continuously get the same fries that we go for. Cool, cool. Uh, we do cheese steaks too. I don't know if you want to. No, go like ahead. That. Man, yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. So um, well, all of my listeners are dying to hear. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we do four different cheese steaks. And the cheesesteaks here are fantastic. Um, I didn't have them on for a while because I was just running out of flat top space to do some things. Took some stuff off the menu and I brought the cheesesteak back as per request by a lot of our guests. Okay. So what, what kind of cut are you using for the uh, meat in there? It's sirloin. So um, it, it's, you know, it's like classic kind of cheesesteak. Um, thinly sliced. Yeah. Piled th up. Thinly sliced, piled up. We use our <clears throat> bechamel and the four cheeses to create that saucy thing. We're not yeah, using cheese whiz, good. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to go traditional because sometimes traditional can be good. Sometimes it's not what yeah. I want to jam. Yeah. So we'll throw it on the flat top. We'll grill it. We'll throw some garlic oil on top. Um, we'll throw in the bechamel, the four different cheeses. Um, our roasted red bell pepper, we'll grill some red onion. We use a cheese-crusted deli roll for it. So on the outside, you get this nice, like, Parmesan cheese crust on the outside of your bread. Jeez. And we have four different ways we do this. So one is just the regular cheese steak. You're getting the pepper, the onion, the garlic oil, the bechamel and cheese, and you just slap that slap right in the, in the bun. You know, I don't know what it is, but you, all these descriptions you're giving me, what came to my mind as you're describing that, that sandwich was taking all that lot with just the meat and taking the bun and everything and taking that mac and cheese and dropping it down oh, in yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that sounds rad. It would be oh, texturally and cheesy and creamy and hot. and yep. Yeah, that sounds awesome, dude. Ain't nothing wrong with a spaghetti no. sandwich, man. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So uh, we, we do locals-only cheesesteak, which is that same kind of jam, but we add that cowboy spice in for that nice uh, smoky chili kind of taste. And we'll throw in the smoked jalapenos, and we'll top it with uh, cotija cerveza crema and the fried pickled onions. That's a super really good way to yeah. go. That, that has that been good. a top seller lately. Then we'll do a kraut pleaser. You'll probably really enjoy this, too, because you're tasting pastrami. So yeah. imagine like a, a patty melt vibe okay. with our sauerkraut, which we make our sauerkraut with sour ale, and we ferment it ourselves. Okay. So it has a really unique flavor. We, we use red cabbage and red onions, so it's a really red kraut with a sour ale kind of jam to it, which okay. creates that fermentation. But you're just getting a regular uh, cheesesteak, but we're putting our remoulade. Which, yeah. yeah, and, and uh, the sauerkraut all over the top with some chives. Yeah. It is a fantastic sandwich. What kind of bun? It's that same cheese crusted hoagie. So it's, it's like you're getting texture to, yeah. to match up against Heat, that. Creamy. Yeah, exactly. And the crunch heavy. of the kraut, because the kraut is crunchy. Yeah. It's not weak. Yeah. And then a Blazing Saddles, your basic barbecue style uh, cheesesteak. This, this kind of thing right here? Yeah. Yep. So we'll use that bourbon barbecue we, in there. I'm going to have another shot of this. Yeah, do it. <laughs> 
but we'll throw our dry hop pickles on it. So we dry hop our pickles with um, with uh, Cascade hops yep. for like a nice uh, floral and fruity jam to the pickle. It gives it a little bit of bitterness because <clears throat> we add it at the end, not when it's super hot. Sorry to interrupt you. Somebody Please do. The barbecue sauce. <laughs> this sauce, dude, is so good. <laughs> it well, is. Uh, that's great. <laughs> When, when you pair it with other foods, too, oh, it sick. changes its jam. So whatever you yeah. put it on, it's going to marry that thing it's, and become a one. It's not too sweet. It's not too smoky. It it's has full a little of bit flavor, of, dude. It, it has a little bit of my Asian background in it. Uh, it does yeah. have a little. I can see that. But it's, uh, it's fruity at the same time. Yeah. It's fruity. It's not too smoky. It's not too sweet. And there's not a touch of fruit in it, either. It's the dude, artisan vinegar that's coming out. That vinegar kills, dude. I'm telling you. I'm almost done with this shot. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking sauce. So you can buy that in mm. bottles up front at Plan 9 What's it Ale House. It's just called bourbon barbecue sauce. Just called sauce. Yeah, that's it, sauce. man. Uh, yeah, but yeah, ch- check, really check that stuff out, man. That Blazing Saddles is the barbecue sauce cheesesteak with dry hot pickles and fried pickled onions and bacon folded I mean, all up into it. I mean, it's I got to bring the kids now. The kids will love all of this. Yeah. yeah. And so so while we did lose the steak because I can't really put platters out yeah. right now, yeah. I, I can't put that to my kitchen staff to just wash all the plates sure. too, man. Sure, sure, We changed it up and did it in a way that everybody's loving it. We have zero complaints around here. Yeah. And if we do, it's because we were out of something that somebody really needed to have. Well, if you're out of this sauce, you, know, you may have problems. Because I'll tell you right now, this right here is so good. <laughs> we you make know, that in a huge batch. Dude, it is, it's epic, man. And I'm telling you, I'm not even playing. I am so hard on food that um, when I go places, I just, if I, if I see mediocrity, if I see somebody just doing it to do it, I can't even buy in. But, <laughs> but this right here, dude, is so... Um, I'm hard on it, dude. Yeah, but you like that honey mustard, though, too, right? I, I mean, loved it all, man. Yeah, all those were delicious. Uh, they had their place. Um, you only got three. I got, like, 12 more. Yeah, this we, one got, right here. we got so many sauces. This, this mustard. <laughs> yeah. No, that honey mustard is fantastic. Do you know what they used to My sell? My sons the, love that thing. Do you know what they used to sell that? I used to go to the place, uh, uh, Gordon Biersch. Yeah. Used to be in Carlsbad. Yeah. Uh-huh. They used to sell a basket of garlicky fries yeah they were perfectly done and they used to have a honey mustard for the dipping that was you can do that with our killer fries here and we use fresh chopped garlic inside of a roasted garlic oil to broadcast over our fries and you can do that also with parmesan cheese and truffle oil and create these truffle fries that pair with every single sauce Mm -hmm. we have you wouldn't think so you think it would clash well you know I may have to move in here because I don't know how I'm going to eat all this that food. That sounds good. We, yeah. Hey, we got games. We got dude, music. We got we stuff. Got vinyl. Yeah. Got, yeah, we're in. And we got work. It's awesome, dude. <laughs> it's awesome. So, um, so anything else you guys want to talk about, man? You want to mention before we you know, close it out? Come on, is it, we, I mean, anything that's coming up that you want to discuss? Uh, any changes, events of any kind? Wait, look, we can do this again. It's not, it's not to be well, right now. Well, we did just open up uh, for an extra hour in the mornings. We're now open at 11 instead of 12. Our okay. hours are 11 to 8 every day. Okay. And we're looking to extend our hours on the weekends to even later. Okay. Um, the weekends are a great place to come and see us, but the weekdays are even better because you don't have to wait in the line. and You can come and sit down and get a big table and, and just, you know, you come and ask us to throw some music on. You know, we're, we're up for requests. We're, we're a little family here, and we care what you have to say. And You come up and, and try every hot sauce and, and listen to every tune and, tr- and, and play every pinball machine and try everything that, you know, just every beer that we got going on. We have really unique, cool beers that people don't have other places, 
and we have special releases that happen. Um, you know, sometimes there's a short, um, short time window on, on when we promote that, but just yeah. check it out. Check us out online. Look for us. You know, join up on our socials. Well, you know, I want to applaud you guys because a serious thing. Um, I, as I said, I'm hard on a lot of places because it seems like a lot of places are uh, they're in, in, in business. And I understand it's, it's hard to maintain certain levels and maybe a supply of things is hard to come by. Maybe staffing stuff, uh, you know, expenses get tough. I get it all. And you have to cut corners somewhere. But you know what? I'm always looking for a place that I can really brag about. And um, I'm going to say you guys, the combination of you, your team, are, uh, have impressed me in a way that I have not been in a while, in, in a long time. And it's, it's the passion for me that I can see that you guys love doing what you do. And uh, so if, if, for me, an endorsement, uh, anybody listening, uh, come down here. If you love quality food, you like good beers, you like someone who cares about what they're doing, these guys absolutely sound like they do. Um, I, I don't see, I mean, look, just the, by the mere fact that you have all this variety of sauces, you don't, you don't have one sauce, you got a, a variety. Not one beer, you have a variety. You're not, um, it's, not just a, it's not just a job for you guys, it seems. So um, it, it shows. It shows. No, we so. appreciate that. Yeah. And um, so. just thinking back, um, we do have some stuff coming up. We're going to be doing a hot wing trivia challenge. I think that was mentioned a little yeah, bit the earlier 16th. ago. We're going to be doing um, the Beer X Music and Beer Festival on August 20th. Um, we're also having a used records and vinyl night coming up soon. Um, and there was one other thing. I forgot what I was going to say now. But uh, I'll add this on top of it before I forget. Um, I'm not even going to ask Aaron this one, but uh, you, any of the listeners, yeah. mention your podcast. We'll give them 15% off. Oh, boy. Okay, hear that? I hope you hear that. One more time. 15% off. Mention Grub Enthusiast, and we'll make it happen. We'll give you 15% off your total tab. Wow. You better get on that, guys. So, listen, um, I want to really, really thank you so much for doing the show. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I had This is, like, really a great surprise. Because I feel like I've missed out now. I've, and I, let's say this way, I go to places, I usually give them one, maybe two tries. Uh, and it's kind of, it's kind of done. If, yeah, if, we've definitely morphed. We've, we've, I, we've changed face. Well, I, don't, I, I just say this way. I'm, I'm, I, well, here's the thing. I can't think of another place in town, in this town, that seems to kind of have that going on. I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it. I've gone to many, many places on this street. And I, I don't. I don't know. I won't even get into it, but I'm just saying you guys are, seem to be, you guys are a diamond amongst the coal. It just, there's a lot, of, a lot of places that don't do it the way you do it, and it's, it's great to see. And I, I'm, I'm on board. I'm more than happy to speak to the, to the masses and say what a great job you guys do because I'm, I'm really impressed with what you're doing. So I'm eager to come back in. I definitely want to try it myself. I want to try all the burgers. I want to try all the fries. I want to try it all. So, uh, again, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know you guys are uh, getting ready for service. No, it's but, our pleasure. Mm. We're happy to be here. This is a fun thing for Chris and I to do together. And just to share our passion is like it's awesome. something you were speaking on earlier is we do what we do because we love what we do. And if we don't love it anymore, we don't do it. That's awesome. So that's why you're getting what you're getting is because it's what we do. That's it's how it's done. Love, that's so. how it's done. You no know, it's questions not, asked. Yeah. If you, if you don't want to, if you're going to be in business, I mean, I get that. There are people who, hey, I want to open up a coffee shop and they just hire people and go. But that, I don't know. 
So anyways, thank you again, guys. It's really a pleasure to, to have come down here today. Thank you for treating me to delicious beers. And um, we'll, hopefully maybe we can do it again. But next time, I'll have three mics. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. I, I will make you share. Well, we like to share. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. Uh, go down to uh, Plan 9 in Escondido. Uh, again, the address? Uh, 155 East Grand Avenue. Okay. And if you want to have a good time, you want some good food, some great, delicious drinks, uh, you, you can't miss out by coming here. Uh, and I can't think of another place in the area within, I don't even know how far you'd have to go. So uh, make sure you get to Plan 9. <laughs> go check them out. Thank you for listening. Have a great day and be nice to each other.